0: Yeah, a very good morning to you. Welcome to The Papers. This Monday morning, the 22nd of January, 2024. I hope you've had a lovely weekend. It's been a bit windy, a bit gusty, a bit blowy around the UK. That's all, really. Storm Isha, the latest named storm. As the media discussing little else over the last 24 hours. It's um, It's become rather typical, hasn't it, the media taking weather you would expect to encounter during winter times, you know, cold weather like we had last week, um, gusts and gales, and declaring them to be unprecedented and telling lies about how these windy weekends and storms are becoming more frequent because of man-made climate change. And this is a lie, of course, it's a monstrous lie, but it goes unchallenged, on the British broadcast media, because the many hundreds, if not thousands of academics who dispute this bollocks, because it is bollocks, humans are not, humans have nothing to do with, uh, and by humans, I'm not talking about geoengineering, I'm talking about the, the activities of man and woman on planet Earth have nothing to do with the changing weather patterns or the weather in general, nothing. But as I said, they preclude, they ban the academics who dispute, refute and debunk this bollocks. I'll say bollocks again. They keep them off air, effectively. So, um, yeah, lot to talk this morning. As I made my rounds around the local parks with the dogs listening to the radio, it's all climate change and storms and more frequent storms in the future unless we change our ways. It's the papers with me, Richie Allen. Let's look at the front pages. Of the UK's daily newspapers. We'll start with The Express. Sarah Ferguson in good spirits after shock, new cancer diagnosis. Number of the front pages do lead with this today. The Duchess of York, formerly the wife of Andrew, the now disgraced Duke of York, um, announced recently that she was diagnosed with malignant melanoma. The Daily Express carries A statement from her spokesman that she was in quote good spirits after the diagnosis she had a cancerous mole removed during treatment for breast cancer the Sun leads with the same story Fergie's new cancer battle Duchess hit for second time in six months the Daily Mirror Harry it's okay to ask for help I don't know about you. This is the Daily Mirror, and it's Harry Kane, the Bayern Munich striker, formerly of Tottenham. I think he's the England captain, isn't he, as well? Harry, it's okay to ask for help. A pattern has emerged in recent years, a trend, and it is a trend whereby celebrity males or male celebrities across the celebrity spectrum from films to television to soaps tv soaps to football players sports stars singers men encouraging us constantly repetitively telling us that it's okay to talk about your mental health what's up well the daily mirror says that england captain harry kane has issued a plea to young people that they should seek help if they are struggling with their mental health. He's joined a project that helps youngsters deal with the issue and has recorded a video that will be shown in schools. We've talked about this quite often on the Richie Allen radio show. This is a rather sinister agenda. And uh, I'll just leave that there because I could go into a bit of a ramble about it, but I won't. Um, for now, the Metro leads with Us storm Battles Britain, V ish us, because it's called Storm Isha. Batters Britain with 80, 90 mile an hour winds. And it's climate change. The Daily Telegraph, BBC faces tougher scrutiny over bias. We'll come back to that. That's the front page of the Telegraph. Uh, the Daily Mail front page, worst heart care crisis in memory. The Daily Mail is reporting analysis from the British Heart Foundation suggesting early deaths from heart disease in England have hit their highest level in more than a decade. I wonder why. We'll come back to that as well in a few minutes' time. The Guardian, surge in modern slavery in social care sector since visa rules eased. The Guardian says modern slavery in the social care, modern modern slavery, even in the social care sector, is surging after ministers relaxed immigration rules to fill thousands of vacancies. Its lead story cites unpublished figures unpublished figures from an anti-slavery charity showing at least eight hundred people working in care homes or residences were recorded as potential modern slavery victims in twenty twenty three the front page of The Guardian also carries a photograph of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. He is dropped out of the race to become the next President of the United States, and in doing so, he endorsed Donald Trump for the Republican nomination. It is Trump now and Nikki Haley. That is, uh, that's it, really. It's Trump and Haley. Trump, of course, will be the nominee. I'll make a little prediction. It's not bold, really. But um, you'll have to remember it, because I won't remember it. I'll make a prediction today. I think one of two things will happen. Either Joe Biden will pass away before November of this year, or before the summer, because I can't imagine. I don't think there is any medication. I don't think a medication exists that will be able to get Joe Biden on his feet or up and running or in a condition to take part in live television debates before the election. I don't think Biden is, any, is in any condition to participate in a debate and I don't think medication exists to help him do so. So either that will happen or Trump will be assassinated. Now I say that with tongue a little bit in cheek. I say a little bit because... Anything is possible. The world is being turned into a tinderbox. Man is being set against man. Um, th- there, there are a variety of ways. The hidden hand, the architect of the agendas we talk about on the Richie Allen show, the the, the, the shadowy figures behind Agenda 2030, the Great Reset, it is pitting man against man on a number of fronts so many different fronts, the culture wars of course being one of them. And if you really wanted to set fire to the world or at least to the United States of America assassinating Trump would be a good idea. Um, You know, if I was running things if I was behind the agenda to imprison, to enslave humanity forevermore and I was using identity politics and I was using the culture wars to inflame passions and tensions amongst people I'd murder Trump. Um, It's one of the things I would consider doing because of the carnage. The fallout from it would be absolutely horrendous. So um, Biden will will die in his sleep or maybe something will happen to Trump. It's uh, a prediction that you can probably now ignore because most of my predictions, they are wretched really when you look back. Apart from, of course, climate lockdowns, which I'm very proud of. Uh, The iPaper, water... Proud of? I joke when I say proud. Water bosses behind toxic sewage will be put in dock under Labour. Labour Party is promising that the heads of water companies will be held criminally responsible if they continue to allow illegal raw sewage pour into rivers, lakes and seas. Vote for us, say Labour, and we'll clean up the water. As the Times... Crisis for parents over free childcare is the headline in on the front page of the Times. Um, this is a delay to the planned April, what is it? No, we'll just leave that there because I have no idea. Leave it, I haven't read that story. Financial Times surging, so- surging stock prices propel top tier hedge funds to best profits on record. And the Daily Star leads with an absolutely bizarre story. TV legend Brian Blessed. Gordon's alive! Brian Blessed played famous character Hawkman. I think it's Hawkman. In Flash Gordon. Yeah. Flash Gordon was a film which came out in 1980. And it's probably the most camp movie in history, isn't it? Sam Jones playing Flash Gordon. And Max von Sydow, or Sydow, Sydow, did he play Ming? Anyway, the Daily Star, TV legend Brian Blessed, I wrestled a 48-stone gorilla. There you go. And the girl gorillas all fancied me, says Brian Blessed. (laughs) Who's a bit of a fucking madman, and always has been. Let's look inside the papers. It's the papers. It's January, the 22nd, 2024, Monday, it is... Bit blowy out there, but it's just the winter. The Telegraph inside boarding schools allow trans pupils to sleep in dorms of their preferred gender. Well, the headline is the story really. Boarding schools are allowing trans pupils to stay in dorms of their preferred gender, according to published policies which have been seen by the Telegraph. Co educational schools, including Taunton School in Somerset and um, the Dales in Hampshire have told pupils that transgender pupils could be allowed to stay in accommodation according to their chosen gender. The school's policies clash with the government's first ever guidance for trans pupils, which states that pupils must sleep in dorms segregated by their biological sex. Gillian Keegan, the Education Secretary, who published the draft guidance last month, is understood to be concerned by the policies. Yeah... Taunton, which charges boarders £13,800 a term. Jesus Christ, right? Wow. Um, Taunton, an equality, diversity and inclusion policy adopted for the current academic year, states that, as far as possible, transgender pupils and students should be able to sleep in dorms appropriate to their gender identity. But uh, it is understood, according to The Telegraph, this policy is under review. At Bedales, which is in Hampshire, which costs fourteen thousand one hundred and eighty-five pounds a term, a school that counts the actor Daniel Day-Lewis, wanker, and singer Lily Allen as alumni, boarders are accommodated in houses according to the gender with which they identify, according to a policy on the school's website. But the parents, the parents, the parents, if you've got the money to pay over fourteen grand a term, a term, meaning it's over 40 grand a year to send your, your your offspring to this school. But surely you've got a say. Surely you have a say if you have a girl attending that school. Surely you have a say spending that kind of money where you can determine, where you can say, listen, my daughter is not going to be in a dorm with some kid with a with a tally whacker who claims he's a girl fucking madness. Same issue in The Times. Stonewall tells schools not to call pupils boys and girls. Stonewall purports to be a charity representing the rights of or advocating for the rights of LGBTQ+. That's what it purports to be. There is no more dangerous organisation on planet Earth for children than Stonewall. Stonewall which isn't really a charity, is a clear and present danger to the safety of children right across the United Kingdom. It really is. Apparently, according to the Times, more than 300 schools have been told to stop calling pupils, boys and girls, after signing up to a scheme run by Stonewall. Primary schools, secondary schools and nurseries teaching children as young as two receive awards from Stonewall if they remove any unnecessarily gendered language from the classroom. They are urged to use they instead of he or she, and children or young people instead of boys and girls. Other demands include installing gender neutral toilets and making both boys and girls wear the same uniforms. Stonewall's new annual report reveals that at least three hundred schools in England are still signed up to its champions scheme. This is where the government really should intervene. Now some of these schools will be private schools, so it'll make it it'll be difficult to intervene. But where state schools are involved, the government should do all it can to kick out the head teachers of those schools. That's the opinion of this Baldy broadcaster. Schools should have nothing to do with Stonewall, in my opinion. This is my opinion. It is a dangerous organisation. And any school that is um, coordinating with Stonewall to introduce policies around gender that school now is a danger to the well-being, the safety, the mental and physical well-being of your child. It really is. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Stonewall's website says any educational institution catering for kids aged 2 to 18 can sign up to its Champions Programme, membership costing 99 quid for the first year. It hands out bronze and silver and then gold awards to schools which adopt more and more of these ridiculous guidelines. Stonewall. I understood from reading the newspapers, as I do in the last 12 to 18 months, is that a lot of companies, a lot of um local authorities, and even schools have pulled away from Stonewall. Not according to the Times today. Find out if your school. I would urge you, and I mean if you're listening to this you're probably on the ball anyway, but if you have a sister or a brother and if he or she has children in school, make them find out. Or encourage them to find out if the school is working with Stonewall and if it is, do something about it. Keep your kid as far away from Stonewall as possible. It is dangerous. Staying with the Times. Ban masks at public rallies, ministers told. Laws allowing police to ban face masks at public protests should be brought in to tackle disruption. A government advisor has recommended this is in the Times. Lord Walney, crossbench peer and former Labour MP, who's now an independent advisor for the Home Office, uh, confirmed that the proposal would be part of his his forthcoming review on countering political violence and disruption. Before I read more of this in the Times, there has been no political violence and very little disruption, Uh, especially around the pro-Palestinian marches in the UK. They've caused very little disruption, and there's been next to no violence whatsoever. So this is bollocks, right? Lord Walney's review to look at countering political violence. And maybe we should ban masks. According to the Times, this follows the repeated pro-Palestine marches in UK cities where some participants who clashed with police, um, shouted anti-Jewish slogans and were wearing fa- face or ski masks to obscure their faces. Right. The Times doesn't tell you what the anti-Jewish slogans are. Because it's bollocks. So some of these people were wearing face or ski masks or scarves to obscure their faces. According to the Times, Times, this is known as the Black Block Tactic. It is regularly used by extreme protesters in the United States who want to intimidate and obscure their identity to reduce the chances of criminal prosecution. Walney, a former Labour MP, has now given his review to the government which recommends a ban a ban. Imagine that you could be arrested when attending a protest because you are wearing a mask, maybe. Maybe a mask with a Donald Trump face, or a mask with a Jeremy Corbyn face, or a mask from a Marvel movie or something. You could be arrested. Well, there's an obvious and a very easy get-around here. If this tyrannical government, and it is fucking tyrannical, Decides to ban the wearing of masks to obscure your face at public gatherings simply wear a surgical mask. Well, they've been telling you to wear surgical masks for the last three fucking years, haven't they? So wear a surgical mask and claim that it is a medical reason. A claim that your reason for wearing it is purely medical. I don't want to catch COVID is uh, the excuse I would use. If you want to wear a mask at a gathering it's all becoming rather tyrannical, isn't it? Sure it is, to be sure, to be sure. The Telegraph runs with another story around tyranny. BBC faces tougher scrutiny over bias. Now this is interesting, because the article in the Telegraph talks about the Culture Secretary, Lucy Fraser, who is going to announce, wait for it, that the BBC's website and social media channels will now be policed by Ofcom in an attempt to ensure impartiality. Now, we go back to three, four years ago where this Paul DeGammon was repeatedly warning that the broadcast, excuse me, the media regulator, Ofcom, which is, which stands for the Official Communications Act, Ofcom regulates the media. I've been warning for years that Ofcom will eventually be given sway, will be given domain over the independent media which almost exclusively operates online. So the BBC is being accused of an impartiality problem. The BBC has always been impartial. Ever since the BBC came into being. It always has been. Nothing new there, right? Right. But now they're saying that the BBC has proven to have issues with impartiality around Brexit, around Israel and Palestine and whatnot. So therefore... We now have to give Ofcom the power to police the BBC output on its website and social media channels, something which Ofcom didn't previously have the power to do. What's going on? Well, I'll tell you what's going on. It's the beginning of the end for the independent media, because granting Ofcom the power to effectively police the BBC's online content will pave the way for handing Ofcom power over everything that is published online why would you make the bbc the exception everything including content generated by the average joe and the average josephine yes ultimately where this is going it's, it's this is going I don't, I don't i don't know how i how i can say this in in a way i haven't explained it before it is going the way of the bloke who sits in his bedroom and has a single computer and has a webcam and has a little channel where he goes on there and he rants about COVID and he rants about vaccine mandates and he rants about vaccine injuries, that guy will eventually be policed by Ofcom. That's where it is going. Where Ofcom will have the power to tell that guy to stop doing that. And if the guy refuses to stop doing it, powers will be given to Ofcom to send the police in to confiscate his equipment to stop him doing it. And any further infractions, whereby he might go and get a new laptop, might result in a criminal fi- a criminal, uh, conviction and possibly a custodial sentence. That sounds incredibly crazy and dystopian and draconian and all of these adjectives, but it is. That's where it's going. That is where it's going. So, yeah. So the BBC has proven that it's a bit woke and a bit pro European Union and anti-Brexit and it's been pro-Palestine which it hasn't really. And all of this, we've got to do something about it. Therefore the Ofcom's powers must be extended to police the BBC's online content. Lovely. And there begins the policing of the entire um, internet by Ofcom where the internet is you know, where where people are going online to make their own independent programmes and to have their say. Oh, Christ. It's Monday. The Mail. Oh, God. I mean, you know, The Mail. Listen to this. I mean, this is on the front page of the Daily Mail, by the way. And uh, I suppose we we shouldn't be... we, 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 We certainly won't be surprised by this. Let me read the headline. NHS is suffering its worst heart care crisis in living memory. Experts warn as deaths as deaths from heart disease among under 75s hit highest level in more than a decade. We've got to read that again. NHS suffering its worst heart care crisis in living memory. Experts warn early deaths from heart disease among the under 75s hit highest level in more than a decade. Yeah. Cases of heart attacks, heart failure and strokes among the under-75s had tumbled since the 60s, thanks to plummeting smoking rates, advanced surgical techniques and breakthroughs such as stents and statins. Wait for it. But now, obesity, diabetes and undiagnosed high blood pressure are reversing six decades of progress. Long waits for tests and treatment are also taking their toll as are the knock-on effects of the COVID pandemic and recent industrial action by medics. The data was analysed by the British Heart Foundation and it mentions everything, including the kitchen sink, but it doesn't mention the major intervention in people's lives since 2020, and that, of course, is the multi-jabs. The multiple COVID jabs, the jab, the second jab, the second shot, the booster, and then the booster again, on top of the flu jabs doesn't mention them, not a whisper in the daily Mail today, but you and I know better, and I'll just leave that one there because it's too easy, like shooting fish in a barrel here's one the sun um add fury as h and m accused of sexualizing young children with school uniform ad. What's that about? Well, H&M's promo, new promo for school uniform, features two girls in pinafore dresses with a slogan, wait for it, make those heads turn. Wow. It was forced to apologise and withdrew the ad from its website as parents called for a boycott Psychologist Dr. Pam Spur said online, your vile ad panders to pedophiles that it's okay to lust after girls. Boycott H&M said, Pam Spur. it's a shameless exploitation of girls. Her comments were echoed by the CEO and founder of Net, Justine Roberts. She said the ad was disappointing. It should never have been created in the first place. H&M said, we have removed this ad. Deeply sorry for the offence this has caused. And we will look into how we present our campaigns going forward. How the fuck did the ad get green lit? Surely it would have crossed the desks of three, maybe four, maybe five people. I've seen the ad. You won't see it because this is a podcast. Of two little girls wearing school uniforms, looking back at a camera. Kind of, I don't know. I don't want to say it, but um, looking, I don't know, I can't find the word to say it because it's disgusting. But it's almost like a model pose, right? Looking back at a camera. Make heads turn is the slogan. The fuck? How the fuck does it not? uh, Did nobody say at H&M? Look at the state of that. That's not something we should be involved with. But then the sexualisation of children is nothing new, is it? And the telegraph runs with a story inside: million offered M M R jabs in Midlands, in catch-up campaign. There's a problem with a big gap. According to the telegraph, there are a lot of people who haven't had an M M R jab. The mumps, measles and rubella jab. It's causing problems says the Telegraph. We are coming across more cases of measles. We've got to get a million people jabbed, including people who never had the jab when they were younger, because mummy and daddy believed Andrew Wakefield and Andrew Wakefield is a discredited GP, says the Telegraph when he isn't really. Not in the opinion of this broadcaster. Andrew Wakefield, in my opinion, was right on. There is a correlation between an increase or a prevalence of autism in the wake, no pun intended, of the introduction of the MMR jab. Wakefield was wrongfully discredited. People are not stupid, dearest listener, as they're aware in communities around this country that the COVID jabs have been catastrophic. And now, parents of young children, babies who were born this year or last year or the year before, well, they're a little bit less likely to bring the baby into the GP surgery to have the MMR jab. Because they're thinking, maybe it could harm the child, and maybe the child doesn't need it. Maybe the odds of the child getting measles are long, and the odds of the child becoming seriously ill from measles are even longer. I tell you what, my dear friend, that is the papers, or those were the papers, for Monday the 22nd of January 2024. (laughs) Now, the Richie Allen Radio Show will be live at four o'clock UK time today, Monday's programme. I look forward to your company. You can drop in on me during the programme by sending a message through the Richie Allen Show app or leaving a message on the website where it says comment live. Have a great rest of your Monday. Until later, from your BBG, it is Sloan Tommel.